All right, welcome to New Endings Radio, and thank you for listening. My name is Darren, and I'm your host for New Endings Radio. And as usual, we have our co-host Stacy with us today. Hello. Uh, hi, Stacy. How you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? Fabulous. Thank great. you. Great. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know exactly what New Endings Radio is all about, what we do here is we talk to a real person every week who's dealt with real problems and has finally decided it was time to change their life path towards a new ending. It is not our goal here to uh, teach you recovery. There's thousands of podcasts out there you can listen to if you want to learn all the ins and outs about a 12-step program. It's our goal here every week to talk to someone just like you, dealing with some sort of hurt habit or hang-up, and make you realize you're not alone. Uh, any recovery program you choose cannot help you if you don't want recovery. You have to decide on your own that you need to step up to the plate and do something for yourself. You'll hear these people uh, just like me when they got to a point where they just uh, couldn't mentally uh, continue the path that they were on. Uh, hitting bottom, if you like that term. Personally, I like to call it a, a flip. You know, when they decided to flip their lives from one direction to a better one, uh, you can certainly flip before you hit bottom. Uh, if your life is not in a place you want it to be, or you know someone that needs help, New Endings Radio is a place you can find hope through the healing power of God. We chose Celebrate Recovery as our program, but uh, if you're ready to change, just find a counselor or a support group that works for you. The point is here to uh, give you courage and uh, just to go and do something. Just do something to get on the right path. Yep. And today we're going to talk to uh, Jen from Washington State. And uh, she's going to tell us about her life dealing with uh, her son's drug habit, and that got her to celebrate recovery. But when she got there, she started discovering things about her herself uh, when she went to celebrate recovery. So, uh, Jen, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, great, great to have you on the show today, Jen. Hey, well, we're going to for having me. Great. Hi, uh, Jen. Hi. All right, we're going to need a little bit of background so the folks know, uh, you know, exactly what you went through that type of thing. So, why don't you just go back and. Uh, maybe start, you know, in your childhood. Did you, did you grow up in a Christian home or was it, uh, well, you tell us, what, what was it all about? So I grew up in Monterey, California. I'm the oldest of three kids. Um, my parents had their own childhood trauma and their own emotional baggage that they brought into their marriage and their, and their parenting roles with us. Um, so my dad was a Vietnam vet who struggled with PTSD, anger, um, and all of that, um, okay. so, and, uh, they divorced of, when I, I'm sorry, there, go ahead. Was there a lot of yelling and screaming, that type of thing going on or? Well, I don't remember a lot of it cause they divorced when I was pretty young. My parents oh, divorced see. when I was about four. So oh. I remember some arguing and fighting and everything, but you know, like I said, I don't really remember a lot of that. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah. all right. So, uh, you, you get into grade school, things went fine that way and. Yeah. Is there any alcohol so, or drugs happening in the family or anything like that? Or So we, we, um, my mom and dad divorced. We moved to Tacoma. Um, I started school. We didn't see our dad very often, but, um, you know, we, we just kind of, um, you know, had parental visitation here and there. And, okay. Um, my mom struggled quite a bit. She, we financially, so we, um, there were times that we didn't have a lot of food. We didn't right, see right. the doctor, things like that. You As know? a single so, mom um, with three kids, that had to be tough. 
Yeah. So then uh, she had a lot of, she, you know, had boyfriends in and out of the house and we moved a lot. I went to a lot of different elementary schools and three different high schools. Wow. That sounds like you, Stacey. Yeah. That sounds a lot (laughs) like my story. I went to four different high schools, Jen. So I feel, I feel that pain and that struggle. Well, how'd it go? How'd it go when you're in high school? How'd that all go? So high school, like I said, went to three different ones. So it was, I, I went, okay. So I started with my mom and then we went with our dad for a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then when I was 13 or 14, I moved with my mom, which they lived in different areas of the state. So I went from Eastern Washington to Western Washington, back to Eastern Washington, back to Western Washington. So I was in high school in Eastern Washington, didn't really know a lot of people because we kept changing schools. And um, so that was difficult. Um, And um, I, my, when we lived with my mom, there was a lot of um, like fast food and, you know, Mm lots of uh, heavy kind of food. So I, I went from being, um, I'm like under five foot tall. So I went from being really, really small to gaining weight and, um, and whether it was healthy or not, it, it was not received well by my stepmom. And so there was, you know, I just became very, very, very self insecure about my, about my weight and my appearance and all of that stuff. So I became super hyper-focused on that. And so, yeah, so struggling with eating disorders became a thing. Right, right. Okay, so uh, you made it through high school. uh, You're still alive, (laughs) evidently. You're talking to us. So uh, (laughs) what happened when you you got out of high school? So I met a guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The man of my dreams. And... So uh, he wasn't really necessarily um, approved by my family, which was very, made it a little bit more attractive to me. Um, He struggled with addiction too, but also said that he would quit for me. And so we moved in together and I had um, our, uh, my first son and um, we got married shortly after I was pregnant with my second child. Um, and our marriage lasted maybe about two years. He was really deep in his alcohol and drug use. We were uh, getting addic- addiction notices every yeah. every okay. month that for sounds, a while. Sounds kind of like last week's story. Well, uh, was there any <laughs> abuse going on, or was it just a uh, just drugs and alcohol? Yeah. So no, he he wasn't abusive um, physically. It was mostly the addiction and you know lots of arguing. I I just. I was trying to figure if he would just stop drinking and would then things would be great, you know, right. right? right, Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I went, I tried Al-Anon for a while, but there, it just, I was always just looking for somebody, give me the answer to get this to stop, you know? Well, that sounds uh, like classic codependency. I've also struggled with that, right? You want to control that and fix him, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, so alcohol and drugs wasn't uh, your issue then. It was more or less his. You went to Al-Anon, but he wasn't going to AA, I guess. No, he, you know, and that was my thing when I find before, you know, I left, I I was, you know, asking him to 
go to AA, you know, maybe go to treatment and, or I wouldn't leave, you know, or I would leave. And he, um, he just said, no, I'm not right. going to that. Ultimatums so. never work that well. I mean, if they're, exactly. not ready, yeah, right. they're, not, right. if they're not ready to change and change themselves, it's not going to happen. So it doesn't matter exactly. what you do. Right. Exactly. So, right. So, so up, I packed mm-hmm. my stuff up and left. Okay. So you end up getting divorced and, and moving on. Mm-hmm. So what's right. the next chapter? So I found another guy. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. And then, um, had my, had a, a third son okay. and, um, and then also, um, had an abortion as well. Oh. Um, and that so, started a big emotional spiral right. for me. Well, did he, did he put pressure on you to do that? Or was it kind of uh, something you decided to do on your own or? No, it would def- there was definitely pressure. I, I had pretty strong beliefs. I grew up taking myself to church. My parents didn't ever take me, but I went, that was just, it, I always felt God's presence in my life. So I knew that getting an abortion just wasn't, it wasn't something I ever wanted to do. I'd already been pregnant before I knew, you know, seeing ultrasounds, knew that that was not um, something that I wanted to do, but it, but I also was a single mom with two kids already right. struggling, and um, and that was just it, you know. Well, at this point was, in your life, yeah. you know, you 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 went through the first husband, we had all the drug and alcohol. Now, you know, we've we've done this abortion. I mean, what what were your feelings about yourself at the time? I mean, how how did you think about yourself? Oh yeah, it was it was pretty it was bad. It was uh, you know. Um, I was pretty much the very, very low self-worth. Um, it was, it was not a good time and that lasted for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. Those things will stick with you for a long time, you know, and it just kind of eats at you a little at a time and definitely, just, yeah, just, right. uh, unless you take care and you just end up burying the stuff and never talking about it, yes. and it just gets worse and worse, you know? Yes, All right. Well, exactly. um, so how long did you stay with this husband? So I, I never got married to him, oh, but okay. um, I was with him for about, um, it was kind of an on and off situation for, a, a, at the, you know, beginning, um, but I was with him for about 10 years. Wow. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. And um, uh, there was a lot of, you know, cheating going on mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And it was, you know, physically and emotionally abusive. It was a situation that... Um, was just not good for myself or my children. Well, right. ten, so, 10 years is a long yeah. time. What, uh, what made you hang on and, and stay that long? You know, honestly, I think it's the, it's, it's the tape in your head that says you cannot do it by yourself. You cannot do this by yourself. You, um, you can't afford to be a single mom, you can't take care of these kids by yourself. Right. Um, that nobody else is going to want you. Um, and you know, y- you look in the mirror every day and say these the worst possible things that you could possibly say to yourself, mm. and believe them. And you hear those things echoed from somebody else. It's that's you know, if you're not getting your self worth, if you're getting your self worth from other people. Um, and not necessarily knowing how much you're worth because God says, this is how much you're worth. And this is how I see you. Then, Mm -hmm. you know, your, Mm -hmm. your vision is limited. Well, you don't, uh, you don't know how many times we hear that 
same exact thing. <laughs> right. So, I mean, right. there, there's uh, women out there listening that uh, are saying the exact same things you are. They feel exactly the same way. Believe me, we hear it all the time. So, yeah. you were certainly, uh, you know, not, not the only one. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, you finally, well, how did you, what did you do? Just leave one day or what happened? Yeah. So actually he ended up, um, I had my children and his daughter with us out of town. I came back and eventually found out that he had, um, was cheating on me. And, um, so, um, again, kind of gave an ultimatum and he chose the other lady and moved out. And so, it was that situation. It wasn't necessarily something I picked, but it happened. And then, you know, ended up eventually being, um, you know, what needed to happen. Right. Right. So you got out of that relationship. Uh, Did you meet another guy after that? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a little break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get back with Jen here. We're going to find out what happened to the next relationship, see if anything changed and, uh, You know how Celebrate Recovery helped her in the end. Hi, this is Darren, host of New Endings Radio. New Endings Radio is a nonprofit organization, and we need your help to keep this show on the air so we can help as many people as possible realize that they are not alone in their struggles. If you would like to do your part to help, you can go to newendings.online and give to our cause. You can find us on the GoFundMe website as New Endings Radio. Many people have just given up to the fact they cannot change. And here at New Endings Radio, we try to make people understand there is hope and they can change if they have the courage to do so. Shows like this can be that little push that people need to take a new path to a new ending. God has made a difference in the lives of all the people we talk to here on New Endings Radio. We need to show people that God can help them too. We that have overcome need to reach back to help the people behind us and help them along. Please do what you can to help us. Go to newendings.online or the GoFundMe website, look for New Endings Radio and help us help people understand there is a better way through the healing power of Jesus Christ. All right, welcome back to New Endings Radio. Uh, my name is Darren. I'm your host. We're talking to Jen from Washington State. Um, she was just telling us about uh, a couple of marriages she's been through, some problems with uh, alcohol and drugs, abuse, all kinds of things, if you were listening to the first part. But, uh, Jen, uh, it sounds like there was uh, uh, another uh, another guy you met right after that. Uh, so why don't you fill us in on what happened after that? Yeah, so I'll just save you some time. So about a, 10 years this repeated. This was my cycle of trying to find the person that would fill that empty space um, that, you know, was God-filled shaped and um, and just was going to be, you know, it was abusive. It was, you know, obsessive. It was controlling. It was manipulative. That's how love in my, at that time in my life, looked like if it wasn't controlling abusive you know uh possessive things like that then it wasn't love to me and um so it was just like that for a while yeah well what do you what do you think made you feel that way to keep going back and getting into 
the same relationship over and over. That same that same pattern. Yeah, it's common. So I just yeah. curious. Well, there there's a lot to be said for you know re, re, for me to recovery is is definitely taking a look at you know going through a twelve step and looking at your 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 cycles the things that um, you keep repeating that insan in insanity cycle right um, and um, repeating those things but also looking at the reason why you do those things which includes um, looking at trauma and and um, those triggers that cause those things. And so a lot of it goes back to childhood trauma. I was sexually molested when I was a, a child. And um, and that was a running through theme throughout my life as well, um, sexual abuse and emotional mm -hmm. abuse and constantly trying to prove that, you know, um, that, you know, don't, you know, that I, I deserve to be chosen. I deserve to not be rejected. and. And, but yet that cycle just continued. You, you just repeat the same, right. that same cycle over and over. So you went through, uh, how many more relationships then after that? You know, I don't, I, I couldn't even give you a number. I wow. just say okay. I repeated that cycle. Probably I hadn't, I had another child. I had two additional abortions at that point too, in my life. Oh, um, um, and I have a daughter um, that was born in 2005. Uh, she's amazing and a blessing in my life. And, um, and that, um, I, so after I had her, I, my dad passed away from ALS, um, and, mm. and Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, he lived in the Tri-Cities. My job transferred me here to the Tri-Cities, um, and which is in Eastern Washington. And so I moved here and we moved into a place directly across the street from a church that had celebrate recovery. Nice. And, um, my son, um, told me that he was struggling with, um, a drug addiction and alcohol. Okay. So the just only to... thing I knew was, okay. the only thing I knew was that the church had a celebrate recovery. I didn't even know what it was about, but I pretty much just grabbed him by the ear. He was 24, took him across the street to, the celebrate recovery and okay well tell yeah. us so because i i got kind of lost on on all this so <laughs> right so at this point you're you're living by your, yourself as a single mom yes with how many children um i have four children okay so you had four children in the house and uh, you were a single mom yeah mm -hmm. three bo okay. three boys and a girl i was trying to keep track yes okay, okay. three boys and a girl <laughs> all right and then <laughs> and then uh your 24 year old uh has a uh, drug addiction and mm -hmm. uh you knew this was going on or he had it hidden he just came out and said you know you got a problem or you, you i figured it out i i did i i knew that he uh dabbled in you know smoking pot but i had no idea how the depth of his addiction and he was using meth and heroin and wow. taking pills and everything. I had no idea. I'd, I'd never seen that, I'd done that, you know, so I, I had no idea, but um, it came out as he went to treatment and started going to celebrate recovery himself. Okay. All right. So um, you take him over to celebrate recovery and you went uh, basically as a support to help him. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, you know, again, I'm looking at it as he's the one that has the problem and aren't I the most supportive mom ever? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it took about six months me attending with him before, you know, they, you listen to the testimonies and right. I realized that some of the people, the women were sharing things that I had 
gone through and that it, it, it the testimony actually triggered me into thinking this this is a problem and you need to address it too you need to be here for you and and that is what brought the change about for right me. well celebrate recovery you know the kind of their pattern is they have a, a lesson every week that has something to do with mm-hmm. the uh, eight principles of the 12 steps and then the, the following week they have a a testimony, either a live testimony or record, and we can watch it. And every time I watch one of these testimonies, there's something I get out of it that has to do with uh, my recovery. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I, I relate yeah. to every single one of them. It doesn't matter what it's on, you know, if it's mm-hmm. food addiction or spending or depression or, or whatever yes. it is. In your yeah. case, you know, with the abuse of husband, I've never had an abusive husband. But, uh, <laughs> right. you know, when they tell their story, there's, there's things that I relate to. You know, it's every hurt, habit, and hang-up has the same symptoms, the same things go on with all of us, and, uh, you know, we end yeah. up there. So so I guess after a while, you you uh, you know, it started to click in your head that you needed to work on things, and so I, I assume, I, we haven't talked before, but I'm assuming that you went into a, a step study to actually go through the 12 steps, and it took it took about a year for me to go. It it actually took me a while to even go up to open share group. I I mean I wow. was a I was a tough case yeah. <laughs> of denial there. It took me a while, but um, it's that first step I, is the hardest one to take, right? It 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 totally is, and and so I did, and and um, uh, you know I was just there as a person who wanted to help people you know I I wasn't one of those people I was a person that wanted to help those people and Mm -hmm. and so it took me a long time to realize oh yeah you were you're one of those people it's amazing how many people think they're not one of those people (laughs) it's crazy yeah 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 well I'll I'll tell you what you got into the celebrate recovery and you and now you've been there a year and you find started going to the Mm -hmm. the uh, small group you probably met some people in the small groups that kind of had the same type of issues Definitely. Yeah. Started going and then I got invited into, um, to be a part of leadership. I was an encourager coach for a while. And, um, and then one of the men at the group, uh, texted me and, um, and started flirting with me and I was still not really digging deep. I was mostly my, my, go to struggle to uh, admit to was codependency. Right. And so there was no real deep digging going on, um, mostly surface issues and, and getting involved in leadership was a great distraction to keep me from <laughs> really yeah. digging deep into that, um, yeah, that w- into, you know, my own self. That would right. have been, that would have been the worst thing that happened. Well, that's why we try to keep all the men, Groups and the women yeah. groups separate, you know, because in recovery, you just can't have those kind of things going on. You know, if you dive mm-hmm. into that, it just turns into, you know, another whirlpool and you're right back down you go. So it's a good thing that you right. kind of stayed away from that. What did you find yes. out about yourself uh, going through the uh, step study or the 12 steps? What, what, did, what did you discover about yourself? So the first step study, again, was more, I, you know, still in denial. I was I wasn't really digging very deep. I knew that there was, there was issues there. It was like rock. It was like rocking the boat a little bit. So I, um, I only sacrificed a few issues out there. I didn't dare go deep. And, um, when I, when I didn't even really do a four step, I didn't really have anybody there initially that held mm-hmm. me accountable. Um, 
and to do a four step. I was out of my first step study and um, it took a, probably an additional year after that for um, my sponsor to say, okay, let's sit down and do um, your four step right. and, and well, go through it. You know, last week I was talking about, uh, you know, the drug drug addictions and alcohol addictions, you know, they're, they're more of an immediate change because when you stop drinking or you stop uh, drugging, you know, you, you have yeah. immediate results. But with these That's mental true. issues, you know, it takes a long time for right. you to, to it, bring it, it out. It does. And you have them and so... And even many... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Even That's many right. times with a, with a drug and alcohol, you stop using, but you're not the behavior that caused you to use in the first place. Right. Um, right. It's still there. It's still there. So, so it's definitely a, an issue that each and every single one of us have something that you know, we need to dig into. Well, with alcohol and drugs, especially the, the, um, the alcohol and drugs is a problem, but it's not the main problem, you know, and it, right. take, it takes, you know, to get the alcohol and drugs a- away so you can actually discover why you're doing it because right. usually it's yeah. to cover up some other issue that you have Trauma. and, you know, yeah, exactly. Right. And, right. you know, you're, you're using the alcohol to, to kill the pain. And yep. uh, you need to find out what the pain is. And that's the only way to exactly. really get into recovery. Right. So mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit more about uh, what Celebrate Recovery has done for you. Because it looks, it sounds like you had uh, a while where you're trying to, you, you gave out pieces a little at a time, but you weren't really yeah. putting out the whole thing. You weren't really so. surrendering at all. Right. Right. No. So, so there was a time which... Um, I, I lived a dualistic life. I was going to church. I was going to celebrate recovery. I was a different person at church and at celebrate recovery than I was at home. Um, I was, you know, um, having a relationship outside that nobody knew about. It was secret. It was, um, it was a very unhealthy, uh, and I was trying to do both at the same time. I was a leader. I became a ministry leader at that time, and I was still doing the same. Nobody knew what was going on, uh, and it just got too heavy to carry. The secret became too heavy to carry, and mm-hmm. I came clean to the church. I came clean to celebrate recovery, Good. and I went into a res- restoration plan at that point. I stepped down as ministry leader. I went to counseling. I um, did, they gave me a list of things that they wanted me to do. It took about a year to do, and it began, um, I always like to say that was a crossroads in my life at that point, because I did, you know, contemplate saying I can just say, screw it and do what I want and not you know, uh, not do what the church wants. And it took a while for me to go, maybe you should do something different. Step out of this insanity and see what your life would be like. So you're out. You kind of had a couple different flips as you went along then you knew you had to take care of something, start going to celebrate recovery, but you only half flipped. (laughs) You didn't didn't do a full flip till after a few years. So yeah, that, uh, that happens to a lot of people, but I'm glad to hear that you finally, uh, surrendered everything and finally got everything out yeah. in the open and and uh, y- your life is uh, much better now I would imagine yeah I, I ended up going through the whole restoration plan went to the summit celebrate recovery summit right and uh, I got baptized by Mac and Mary Owen nice um, nice and um, and Mac I'll never forget this he looked at me um, just before he baptized me and he, he like whispered, he was right there. 
by my face and he said, you know, when we, um, when we do this, when we pull you back up out of the water, you're going to be as pure as snow. Wow. And, and that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, pure as snow. I've never been pure as snow. That's awesome. Jen, thanks for being uh, with us. And uh, we'll see everybody here next week on New Endings Radio.